This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Fox fans, how the devil are we? Welcome along to a bit of a special. We've just sort of shoehorned this into the uh, to the schedule um, of the announcement of the um, fixtures today. First of all, though, let me start by just congratulating Wales. Great win. Um, I actually was supposed to go into a, a Wales chat earlier, and, and I was late. 
And I did actually say, oh, have I, have I missed the penalty or was that just Gareth Bale? Hey, bum, bum. Okay, this is Leicester Till I Died TV. We are here to say have a quick look at the fixtures. You can catch us live now on the old Facebook because it's there, Leicester Till I Die, the group, on YouTube, which is that one, Leicester Till I Die TV, and the old Twitter, at Leicester TID. And if you are watching or you have got YouTube, please go on to it and give us a subscribe. It's kind of come to a bit slow, which I kind of guessed it might do around this time of the uh of the preseason, but uh, keep subscribing. Press that subscribe, press that bell, press everything. But if you've got a little button there, you press it. Don't let the wife stop you. I'll tell you. Good evening. Hey, it is fixture release day. Let's um, bring my colleagues in and um, we'll uh, have a chat and go through them. So we're going to say good evening to Brad. How are you doing? Evening, Chris. Yeah, I'm doing all um, right. I'm not too bad, thanks. Have you been pressing your buttons? Yes, I have. I, I, I've been pressing all the buttons. and I got banned from the site by doing that. It's accidental. <laughs> <laughs> and here's somebody I know that uh, presses his buttons. Scott, good evening, sir. <laughs> Hi, guys. You all right? Yeah, good. Thanks to you. Yeah, good night to you. Thanks. Brilliant. I'm going to, before we actually start going through the... Um, uh, the, the the fixtures got some breaking news because of course we're looking at the pre-seasons here and I'm going to have to just show you we have got a breaking news about an extra North Macedonia are going to win it get your bets on you heard it here first North Macedonia are going to wipe the floor of the tournament shock of the decade shock of the century you name it you thought 5,000 to 1 was good odds well listen to it get your bets in North Macedonia to not just get out of the group but they're going to win it. North Macedonia, come on. What are you? Some kind of doomsday machine, boy. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Couldn't resist it. Are you still there? I mean, they've lost the first game. Are you still rooting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it, it was a bit of a shock defeat. They, they were holding the game one all. I was quite optimistic at that point. But they still scored more than Scotland, so... They're still yes. doing better than, than than certain teams in the competition. Who knows? There's still there's still a long way to go. If they get third, they can still get through that way. I'll still back them. I've got more faith in them than some other teams. Up the North Macedonia. Scott, Scott you go. Looking back at that, it, it, I have to question if Brad was pissed or not. No, to be honest, like I said in, in the other podcast that we did, um, I, I still fancy North Macedonia to be able to sneak through into the next stages. I, I think you. I think you're both pissed. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, drinking. Yeah. If if you ever want to catch up with that uh, with that video, it is on the uh, Less Little I Die TV YouTube site. Well, to start, Scott, I'm going to come to you first of all with this one. Give give Brad a little bit of a break for a second. Now I've now I've destroyed him. Um, I I brought this up. Is it such a big thing? I mean, uh, that the you know who we play when we play because there's so many changes as you go during the year. And I noticed sort of when I put it up at, at nine o'clock this morning, I, I do actually have a policy, as Brad will tell you, I don't allow duplicate posts. And normally in the past, I would have been deleting um, you know seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven sort of posts, all saying who we've got first. And I think it was two this morning. Are people really bothered, or is it just the fact that we've got the Euros 
at the moment. To be honest, it, it, you've only got to look at last season. Everyone were beating everyone, and some of the score lines that were coming up were ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, you, any team can beat any team on the day. It just depends on who turns up and who yeah. doesn't. You, 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 you disagreed with me, Brad. You thought it was still quite a important day in the uh, calendar of events for football. Yeah, although I do see the the arguments again, like where where you're coming from in in your points, because it is sort of like a, a dying tradition almost with football fans. It mm. used to be something we all got excited about. It's more so, especially newly promoted sides. Um, you know, they want to see who they're getting first first game of the season. I'm sure Norwich fans are delighted to have a another five four game with Liverpool first game of the season. Um. But there is less and less care about it. Again, money and and, and TV rights, are, I wouldn't say killing the game, they're good for the game for those that can't get to games. Obviously, we enjoy being able to see our teams play as often as we can with Sky and BT. But it kind of takes the effect out of it because these games can get moved, these games can get changed. And I suppose in Leicester's case, apart from Aston Villa and Wolves, who aren't even really East Midlands, the, the Midlands, but they're not, Rivals, rivals. We haven't really got anybody that excites us in that group in our league in, yes. in the way that, say, the bigger teams do. And sometimes that has an effect. So I guess to a degree, it also depends who you support on how excited you get. I'm sure Liverpool yeah. Everton fans will be noting down their dates in the diary or that time to try and get work off if they're early doors. But it is a dying tradition. But I do understand why people do get excited and get up early to. Uh, to see who they're playing opening game. I mean, Scott, we know that we're going to have you know a lot of games moved for telly and what have you. I mean, next season, let's let's be hoping, and it's, it's going to sort of have a knock-on effect on me um, because obviously I've relied a lot on the telly living down on the south coast. But if Leicester, you know, have a season like we've had for the past couple of seasons, we're going to be on the telly a lot more, so we are going to have matches changed. But it goes with the success, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so, some of the fixtures at the minute that we're looking at, um, me and Brad will probably turn around and say, look, you expect three points out of that game, so on and so forth. But as soon as it comes down to um, the fixture pile-up and things like that, we'll probably have a different perspective uh, halfway through the season. Yeah, yeah. Just say hello to Melina. Thanks for joining us. Get back to work, young lady. And hello to Ankit. Uh, how are you doing? He's he's tuned in to see when uh, when we're playing uh, Chelsea next season. Uh, I'm sure that's the time. Yeah. But let's let's get into it. Let's get into it and have a look what the games are. Like I say, and it's not so much. I don't think it's sort of the actual days that they're being played. It's just sort of the month. I think the fact that we've got those in 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 that on in, in that month. I can't even get my words out so let's start guys with um april and may here uh if it will work there we go starting off at wolves so let's that's not a home game and like you say we haven't really got any east midlands rivals but you know they are as so as local as we're probably going to get aren't they brad yeah yeah unfortunately if you're looking at the track record uh 
between Leicester and Wolves over the last few seasons, that's probably got nil-nil written all over it. So we could be mm. we could be looking at the only nil-nil of the opening game of the season, which <laughs> I obviously no fan wants to be seeing for the opening game of the season. But uh, it's nice to see a home game. It's always nice, especially depending on the situation. Come four weeks' time, come August, probably closer to it, we'll know exactly how many fans were allowed in the ground. Um We'll see if that number's increased from what it was against Spurs at the end of last season. So it'd be nice just to kickstart, get that fan atmosphere. And obviously, it's always nice to have a little bit of spice between it. It's the closest we've got to rivalries this season, Wolves and Villa, like Mm -hmm. I say. So it could be a good opener, but let's hope history doesn't repeat itself and it's not a boring nil-nil or one-all opener. I mean, my first thought when I saw that that was our opening game, because obviously that was the first thing that you saw on on the internet when it was coming up, was like, great, we've got a, we've got a team here that's we've we've gone in, they've already gone into the sort of the transfer window, haven't appointed officially yet a new manager, although we, we know what it's going to be looked like. So, but they're going to be coming in with a new manager. Uh, it could be a good start for us, but then I'm thinking, I remember saying that against the whole team that had just got promoted. <laughs> Yeah, it, to be honest, I'm quite fearful of playing Wolves at the start of the season. I think it, it's one of those that it's, it could be very edgy. Um, and like Brad says, I can see it being either a nil-nil or a 1-1 sort of thing. I don't see there being an awful lot of entertainment in the first game of the season. No. And going to say hi to Dan from Turf Morehouse TV. Um, welcome along, mate. Get over there and uh, and get watching his channel. It's a new channel he's set up, uh, Turf Morehouse. It's not easy for me to say with my teeth, TV on YouTube. Give the guy a sub. Um, he does a lot of good work over there, even though he is from Burnley. And um, <laughs> how's, how's the missus, by the way, Dan? Am I, uh, is she still not talking to me? <laughs> we, won't, we won't go there, though. We won't go there. <laughs> so, <laughs> those that know. Brad, looking at the month as a whole, it isn't a bad start, you know, you know, three games there. I mean, you know, Wolverhampton, West Ham could be a bit difficult, but and Norwich. We've we've, we've had worse starts. We've had worse starts, but like Scott said, it, you know, we always it's always easier on paper than it is before you play them because mm. sometimes you like some, some people argue they want to get the harder games out of the way so that they're actually happier to see maybe a difficult start because it really tests you early doors. The squad has to be mm. at the races. It's easy to say that they look easy. And I would, if you ask me right now, first three games bad, how many points do you expect to take? I'd expect to take seven from them, from them games. Mm. Um, but it's also them fixtures that Leicester fans will look a bit nervously on if after the first two, we've only got a point on the board. So it all depends on how the results go. If they match the expectations, then it is a very advantageous start to have. It, it is something... That, that can be quite crucial in the season, can't it, to have a, a, a good start. Yes. So hopefully yeah. the expectations are matched yeah. by who we're playing. Yeah. Dan is the only one who I know whose channel has sort of uh, thunder sound effects. He says it's thunder, <laughs> but I think he's just drinking too much gassy drinks, eh? <laughs> Thankfully, Dan, it comes up and not down. I mean, <laughs> Scott, we've got to play everybody at some point, haven't we? So, but... Are you happy with that first month? 
Yeah. First game of the season, like I said, I'm a bit concerned about could go one or two ways. But when you mm. look at the likes of West Ham and, and Norwich, you, you would imagine getting, well, I'd expect four points out of the two games. And Brad, I mean, yo, hello, Mad Jason. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> I've got an agent, apparently. I didn't realise, but I've got an agent. Ankit, you can be my agent here. Chris is the funniest person on YouTube lately. <laughs> and that's that's He's just for looking at me. That's paper, not even to him. Keep transferring him all the funds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep those, keep that commission coming in there, Ankit, you know. Um the thing I think with West Ham, before we move into May, though, Brad, is that I know David Moyes has just signed a new contract. But I always remember when he was at Everton, they had one good season, one iffy season, one good season, one iffy season. So there's no, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. I just think, can, can he do it for a second year running or was that West Ham's year? I think you never know. I mean, obviously, you never know. We're we're all sat here making assumptions before before a ball's even kicked. Um, yeah. it, it could depend how they start their first game. If they get absolutely done out, I don't know who they've got first game, but if they get done over in the first game, two or three nil, you're probably going to. Hmm. I can't remember West Ham being consistent, let alone David Moyes, in terms of where they finish each season. That they're up and down. They're like the yo-yo that never gets relegated. In, in in the last yes. like few seasons, aren't they? They used to be the up and down boys, didn't they? They used yeah. to go down and come back up, but now they kind of they kind of hit fourteen, and that's as low as a yo yo goes, and then it springs up every so often to to where they did this last, last season. But they're probably yes. going to lose yeah. a few key players, and West Ham probably want to get rid of a few players that aren't constantly fit. They probably want to do some rotations. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, I think you're probably right though, Chris. The thing is, West Ham could yeah. go and tear it up, or they could end up having another season which West Ham fans have become frustratingly accustomed to, which is a yeah. battle down at the bottom again. <laughs> Rich, we're going to say, yeah, well done, Wales. Um, and Rich, you did miss my congratulations at the start of the show, but. Like I said, you know, I think I missed most of the match, unlike uh, Gareth Bale, who just missed a penalty. But at the end of the day, you didn't you didn't need that. So, um, <laughs> well done. God, that hurts me to say that. Well done. Um, Scott, going into uh, September there, um, I'm just going to wait for it to come round again. Starts to get a little bit more difficult. Uh, we've got Manchester City, then we've got Brighton, and then we've got Burnley. Now, I've got Brighton as being, again, down near the bottom. A lot of people have actually got them down as uh, relegation fodder. I've got, sorry about this, Dan, but as you know, I've got Burnley to go down next season. So, again, nicely spread out. You know, it's not a lot of difficult games altogether. Yeah, it's it's one of those when when you've got Manchester City, you don't expect to get anything realistically. Um, you know, if you get a point, great. If you get three points, even better. Um, but when you look at the likes of how Brighton played last season and how Burnley played last season, it's a case of um, even even with a, a weakened Leicester team, I still see us getting the, the six points out of them two games. Hmm. Um, Brad, 
Do you like the, yeah. the look of set? I, I love the fact that, like I say, we haven't got like three hard games together and they're being mixed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're exploring this month by month, but for anyone who already knows what we're talking about in, in, in regards to our entire fixture list, mine, without changes being a, a due for it, it, it's pretty much very, very good all the way through for not getting too many difficult games in, in a cluster like we have been accustomed to over the past two seasons. And Man City being at home, I, I, I think it's more of a chance of getting something from the game because we're at home, we'll have the home support. Um, we normally tend to nick a result. Um, yeah, we tend to nick a result off Man City at least yeah. one, one game a season. Um, and the thing is, I, I don't get this XG uh, stylist football that Brighton get. All these new raving millennials that rave about XG saying Brighton were one of the best. They're currently trying to get Danny Welbeck, who's the most injury-prone striker I've ever met, to sign a new contract. So they're not going to get everybody saying, "Oh, Brighton get a striker, and Brighton get a striker," and that XG they'll they'll, they'll fly up the league. They're clearly not doing it. Mm. I think that could yeah. actually be a more advantageous month than people might recognise. I think I think there's a potential if we get our random three points in against Man City at home and somehow sneak a win against them. I think we could get a maximum point from, from that from that. That looks like a very healthy month for Leicester. Yes. Um Rich is just saying Rich and do, do again, Rich is a Man United fan, but he has a great channel. He does a lot of non-Man United stuff. Um he's also a Wales fan, so he's really in a happy mood tonight. But he's got a he's got a Turkey fan coming on his show tonight. So that, that should be a meaty discussion, shouldn't it? Do you see what yeah. I did there? I like that. I like that. <laughs> come, that on, come on. I'm, I'm working with very, very thin material here, you know. Yeah. Right. Okay. That that that's the first two months, and and I think you know we could just looking back at that there. I mean, let me just bring it back up. What do you think, guys? I mean, I'm looking at possibly three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen points possibly. Uh, I reckon you could definitely get twelve to fourteen points out of that game, out of that done opening six fixtures. There's at least. Two in each set of month that look very yeah. winnable from a Leicester's point of view. So that's at least twelve points, and then anywhere in between, anywhere over that is is an extra bonus. I think Leicester fans, would, if they're being realistic and looking at it, that that's at least twelve points available in the first six games. The the problem we're going to have though, Scott, is if we don't have a good start with with that, you know, first two months with the fixtures, we could be looking at not having the best season. Yeah, but I think I think you've got to look at the last couple of seasons on how we've played and how we've started the, the last couple of seasons. We've done quite well. Um, and I, I, like, like Brad was saying, I can't see it. I think realistically, you've got to look at it that uh, at least two fixtures every month, you should be getting six points. So anything yeah. more than that is obviously a bonus, as Brad has stated. Yeah, no, I agree. So, fingers crossed that we uh, we get a really good start there. So, we move into October and November, gentlemen. Um, I say gentlemen, I should have gone to Specsavers, shouldn't I? <laughs> We're looking at October. Um, again, I mean, 
<laughs> she's probably not in, so I'm, I'm actually probably safe to say this, but Palace, who again are, are a lot of people's, you know, bot in a lot of people's bottom three. Yeah, we've got Man United, but you know, they've not proved that difficult this this season. Brentford, and let's be honest with you, Arsenal shouldn't be that difficult, should they? So again, you know, and November leads and, and Watford in there. So again, nicely spread out, but October. You've got to be looking at minimum of two wins, I would say, if not three and a draw. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that October, and if we're going off what we saw last season um, from from the respective teams, obviously I know Brentford and Watford are promoted side, so it's hard to judge them because they're the new boys. But if you look at a what you're expecting to do in a squad like Leicester, who are Consistent, and I'm going to say consistent because they've done it now for two seasons. We are consistent challengers for European football. Um, so if you add the expectation to what we're, to, depending on how strong our home record is, because we know we can't seem to only get one of them right, don't we? We had last year we were really good away from home, but lost a, a fair chunk yeah. of, uh, at home. And the season before it was vice versa. So. You're looking at them games and going, Man U at home, Arsenal at home, it probably boosts your expectations. I I, I would like to say we could probably, maybe I'm going to get shot down here, but that looks like a month that you could get a good a good haul of points for. I, I would expect to pick up, again, like we do, like we're saying in September, I'd like to pick up 14 odd points in, 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 that, in that month because of who you're playing. Rich saying there, obviously the Man United fan, that you can see an L there on the 16th. Well, I think if you if we do get an L on the 16th, that'll be the first one we've lost in about a season and a half against you, uh, <laughs> Rich. So yeah, I, I think you might be. I think you're the one that might be just grasping there. Uh, yeah. He does make the point here because Scott and and Rich makes a very good point here. We've obviously at this point going to have Europa League games on a Thursday, so that's going to be thrown into the mix. But let's yeah. hope we make the signings we need without letting a lot of players do go to increase the size of the squad. Yeah, we have got Europa League, and you know I'm quite looking forward to that. When you look at how we played last season within it, it was very um, very high energy. Uh, a lot of the time, um, obviously, uh, we struggled with injuries and things like that. So hopefully, yeah. with, with the signings that I, I've seen, we've been linked with, um, I, I do feel a bit more optimistic in being able to play, say, Thursday, every Thursday and Sunday um, during that period. Yeah, and. Rich, I mean, you know what it's like to play on a Thursday because you didn't quite make it in the Champions League and had to drop down into the Europa League. So you tell us what it's like to play on a Thursday and at the weekend as well. Um, but, <laughs> Brad, yeah, we've got, like you say, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace and Brentford definitely wins. And if we're looking at this season, surely Arsenal should be as well. Brad. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at it and I, and I get the point that's being put on about the Europa League. Hello? Hello? You hear me? Yeah, I think you've... Yeah, yeah, you froze for a bit there. Hello? Yeah, you can hear me. Sorry, I... Yeah. 
Oh, it's because it doesn't freeze on my end. And when you randomly shout my name out, it throws me off. All right, that's brilliant. Well, you, fr- yeah, you I mean, froze. To do it, aren't you, against Arsenal? Yeah. No, sorry, go on, what were you saying? <laughs> No, I I I, I asked you the question. You yeah, froze. I think you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch this back. I think you're doing this on purpose to me. No, uh, I agree. Yeah, look, looking at where we are and looking at where the teams are based right now, um, regardless of transfers and ins and outs, you would say that Arsenal from last season they look absolutely beat. I think they're going to have a troubling season. I think they're, they're they're missing out on signings left, right, and centre. That they're they're really getting desperate on a certain Arsenal fan TV channel, linking themselves with every names under the sun. They're not the team they used to be, and, and they've got to accept that this year and, and build properly. Probably build with the players that aren't going to just jump ship or demand 300 grand a week. Uh, I think they're going to be beatable by quite. I don't think Arsenal have the fear factor this, uh, for, for coming into the season either, which is what teams like Liverpool, Manchester United, and Man City have built themselves up to have. Arsenal one of the first, yeah. in my opinion, of the top four. Um, from the let that grip go. You know, they, they're, they're a team that no one fears. And you saw that last season. Nobody fears yes. Arsenal. So I think it's almost one of them that, in the weirdest way, you'd be disappointed not to nick, nick yeah. uh, four points not, from over the course of the season. Yeah. I'm not sure who this is on Facebook user, but, you know, like you said, we'll be champions by March, so we won't have to worry about the remaining games. It's funny, I've watched a couple of these um, shows where they've gone through the fixtures. I was looking, watching Dan's earlier, and none of us are actually predicting a lot of losses for our own team. It's amazing. And, Rich, you know, you're asking Mel if she's found a sensible Arsenal fan. I don't think there is a sensible Arsenal fan out there, is there? I mean, you know, that's a contradiction in terms. Scott, how many points do you see us getting in October? Uh, well, I mean, we've got Palace, I, I, Man United, say, Brentford, and Arsenal. I'd be happy with eight points. Hmm. And Brad, yeah. uh, I would take. I would honestly take nine, and just, just be nice. I'd rather us beat Manchester United, beat Arsenal, beat Palace, and then maybe. Maybe Europally, we decide to rest the players if we haven't got the chance to win the Brentford game. Maybe maybe we give yeah. Brentford a boost in their bid to try and stay up, and that's why we drop points. Well, I can see nine points from that. I think we might you see can see us doing the full on with Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm probably going to go with, with, uh, with Scott there and say, yeah, I think uh, uh, eight points would be good. But, it's, again, we've had three good months where it's been a nice mix of, you know, not a lot of hard games together, and but not a lot of easy games together. November, we go away to Leeds, home to Chelsea, home to Watford. Again, a nice mix of games, Scott. See, I'm, I'm looking at them games, and I'm, apart from Watford, having, bear in mind, we've got Arsenal before Leeds, and then you've got mm. Chelsea after that. Leeds last season were very in your face and very um, full of high energy. So if you've got, say, a Europa League uh, team that we've got to play just before them, I, I could see us dropping points against Larks of Leeds. So I reckon November could be our 
sort of doomsday month, so to speak. I would be happy with uh, five points on that. What about you, Brad? Do you think it'd be five or do you think that, you know, I mean, Leeds had a very good season, but, you know, it was the first season we've seen that happen. And then look at Sheffield United this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, looking at it as it is, um, I, I'd actually be happy with, with, with four points from that because I agree with Scott. I think Leeds away is going to be a very difficult test and, Whilst we have a, a a fairly decent record against Chelsea since our return to the Premiership at, at the King Power, more so than Stamford Bridge, um, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and you know we're trying to make these off current squads because we can't make them off knowing our depth with what we've got. So I'd be happy with four points. There's always a month that, aside a Christmas aside, is normally a, a, a do or die. Month and and I th- I agree with Scott. This could be one that we kind of have to scrape through and and make sure we don't lose three in a row. Because if you do that, that's when just you don't want to be in bad form going into December. So if we could get through that with four points, um, I'd be fairly happy with that. Considering the fact that you've yeah. you know what for the home. Yeah, and we. I wish I started to make a note of how many points we we're going to get. I'll uh, maybe go back and and work it out afterwards. But. Uh, December, always a busy month, and we're going to look at that straight after this. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Again, one of those, I hope it played at your end, guys, because it didn't at mine. So let's go into um, uh Anne Kitts, Madison to Chelsea. Yeah, we're not talking transfers tonight, mate. Um, That's just another rumour. He uh, he doesn't want to go and warm a bench. But um, let's have a look at December. And... um, where are we here? Uh, busy month. It always is in December. And as always, oh, look at those. December, Christmas. It's like uh, having having all, you know, the old family round, isn't it? We see them every Christmas, Brad. Yeah, yeah, Man City and Liverpool. I, I, I joked to you, didn't I? It was like that spell we seem to always draw Spurs in the FA Cup for flipping round. Yeah, it's yeah. They always come around. But again, again, and obviously we don't know. I know the Europa League fixtures by this point would probably still. I don't know if we'd still be in the group stages or at knockout stages. So we don't know where we'd be in this in the competition. December, there's no, uh, there's no games in December. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so, so it's a clear fixture list. So we've only got like the eighty-three games to play in December. That, that's good. We don't have to add any more to <laughs> this. Um, yeah. I think this is one of them where I would be happy with ten. 10 sort of points, maybe. Yeah, I'd be happy with, with, with sort of 10 points because you've got a, you've got a, some strong teams in there. And, it, and if the likes of Everton, um, Liverpool, Man City are on form, you're going to struggle to take points off them. I mean, we've got our customary 9 nil in there because that's due back round to us again, isn't it? To share with Manchester United. So Yeah, you know, we'll yeah they had it last season. Better. It's our turn again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and obviously... Closest thing again, we've got to a Midlands rival in, in Aston Villa, so you'd like to go there and give them their customary four goal beating. It's just, it's just, it's going to be a difficult time of month. You know, there's going to be recoveries. We don't know what squad will be available if they're fit, injured. 
Um, you know, whatever we've got, we might be throwing. We, we could be in a right disaster by that point and we might be looking to hopefully get three or four yes. points, hopefully not. <laughs> but I would like to say we could get nine to ten points from, from, yeah. from that list. And Scott, you've got to be looking at having a good start. You know, we've got Southampton, Villa, Newcastle. They are all winnable. Spurs, well, we know it could go either way with Spurs. And then Everton, before the Manchester City and Liverpool, we know what we've had. It, it, we, that good start in December is going to be vital, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of those that you've got to get off at the front foot. Um, if, if you're not looking at a minimum of seven points over the first three fixtures within December, I think, you know, we could be, well, we will be in trouble, so to speak, by, you know, uh, recent standards within seasons. Um, I still feel that we could possibly nick something uh, from Liverpool um, just before the new year. That, that that would be nice, and that would make a change as well. I thought when you said that, I thought you were just going to automatically say uh, Man City. To be honest with you, because we have nicked them from Man City in recent history, but Liverpool they do like to give us a good stuffing at Christmas. No pun intended. <laughs> You're not half wrong there, mate. I'll tell you that, mate. There's been some tough times with Liverpool around Christmas. <laughs> the thing is, guys. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And I saw it kind of mentioned for the first time is, of course, we're going to, we, you know, well, this is going to be, I think, next season is going to have the World Cup on. That's, is that, that's, next, that's next year, isn't it? Yeah. Or is I that the end of this year? No, I believe I believe it's isn't it is well it'd be the twenty twenty two because I can't imagine they'd run it this year with the Euros rescheduled. I believe that'd be next season, which means we'd have a winter yeah. break. Which I don't get it because wasn't mm. the whole thing told to be an absolute blackmail anyway? But they still haven't. I, don't get me started because yeah. I've, I've heard so much. <laughs> no. no. All, all I'm thinking is, would, would, you know, would that have a knock on effect at this point this season, this coming season, or is that too soon? Do you think, Scott? No, I don't think it, I don't think it'll have much of effect this season. Um, it's one of those we're already. Uh, taking part within the Euros as it is, um, mm. like Brad says, I can't see it being this this year that we, we have the World Cup. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't see it having an effect at all. No. So we then hopefully come out of Christmas still alive and have the good start, which I think, like I said, that's the thing with December. We are going to have to have a good start. January, we've got uh, two homes, one away. Obviously, we've got an FA Cup tie in there as well. January could be very nice to us. And I think having, you know, had that, you know, Liverpool, Man City, end of December with Tottenham in there as well. And and I say no disrespect to these teams, but again, on paper, that should be three easy games. February, the return trip of Liverpool, West Ham, Wolverhampton, Chelsea – that could be one of our hardest months. But, Brad, January, you know, you've got to be looking at nine points there, haven't you? I think you do, and that, and, that, and that's regardless of how we fare um, going into that. I mean, the end of um, December is incredibly um, difficult, as it looks on paper anyway. 
But whether, regardless yeah. of our form, I think I think what Leicester fans would like to see is even if we don't get the points mm-hmm. we're hoping to get, if we can come out of Man City and Liverpool, especially with some decent performances, you know, you can lose. But as long as you play well, fans will understand it more when you're playing them sort of calibre sides. And, and that could be the damage limitation. If we can plug it then and go and then go three wins on the bounce in, in January, the hectic Christmas period becomes a thing of the past and, and, and all, all of a sudden we're back on track, you know. December is yes. an absolute killer for everybody. But if you can come out of December with a few wounds and, and nick a few points here and there and not do too bad, you have to make sure you take advantage of the following month and having three games in January. Interesting, depending on who we draw, it'd be interesting to see who we start our defence of a certain FA Cup. Did you not mention that, Chris? Because we're defending the FA Cup. Well, actually, seeing as you've mentioned the FA Cup, I, I just think it, it, it's time for this, isn't it? Leicester Till I Die TV. The home of the FA Cup winners 2021. Oh, and we have a Premier League trophy too. It's <laughs> fine. I'll let you mention it, mate, because we don't mention it enough on this channel, do we, Scott and Chris? We don't mention no, no, it no, no, not enough. At every opportunity, Scott. <laughs> Throw the FA Cup in there, you know. Uh, Andy says, at least at home, New Year's days is normally hanging. Aren't we all, mate? Aren't we all? Um, it's nice to have a home fixture. But again, Scott, you've got to be happy with January. And I think, I'd say no disrespect to those clubs, but coming out of whether it's hard games or easy games, there's just a hell of a lot of games in December. And I think to come out and not be looking at thinking, well, we've got to play Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea in January. That should be some sort of New Year relief, shouldn't it? You would say that, but am I right in thinking that the African Cup of Nations is supposed to be taking place over January and February? Which, if that's okay, then, you know, we could have the likes of Ndidi and Iniacho that won't be playing for us. You are quite right, right, I I do believe there, yes. I thought that got cancelled again. I thought there was a lot... Or am I thinking about the Copper America that I've seen something of? I thought that got moved again. The Copper America is going on at the moment, I think, isn't it? I just saw something about one of them two things. But it's got to be interesting. It's weird, isn't it, how they can have a competition and every club has to go along, but we can't play international friendlies and, and the whole world stops. But apart from that... It'd be interesting, but again, this is why it's pivotal that Leicester do their transfer business right, in it, Scott? Because indeed, it's been a big cog for numerous years. I'd like to think that we're not going to, and there's no disrespect to him because he did a great job last season, but it'd be nice to feel more secure than just having Mendy as the backup while he's away on duty, potentially, while Chris is finding out and just confirming. According to um, this... Um... Um... Sorry, Scott. Do carry on. <laughs> um, I am. I'm led to believe, Brad, that it's Ndidi as well that could be um, going to the African Cup of Nations. So that really could leave yeah. us in a whole world of mess. Like the formations yeah. and that would have to get changed. So it, you know, when you're looking at the three fixtures that we have got up uh, to play, it could be it could be a huge turnaround sort of thing. Mm, definitely. Right, so I'm just checking here. Apparently, what has been cancelled was just the draw. 
so the right, draw okay. was cancelled. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, and, and the actual um, Cup of Nations itself runs from the 9th of January um, until the 6th of February. So again, I, it's a very good point that, Scott, a very, very good point. But do you think that, you know, that's probably the fact that we are going to lose some players. So maybe the fact that we've got, you know, the Norwich, the Burnley and the Brighton will do us better than if we've got lost those players and we've got Liverpool or Chelsea and the Man United. Oh, yeah. I, I still think we, we should should get the nine points out of the three fixtures. Um, but obviously, with having the likes of Ndidi, Mendy, Iniacho potentially out of the team, it could be yeah. a lot more difficult than what what obviously Brad had yeah. first thought sort of thing. But, but then again, Brad, you know, looking at this season, you know, we lost a lot of key players and we're having to play a lot of like youngsters and a lot of um, uh, older players, shall we say, like you know the the, the Fuchs and the Morgans, and we, we did we did all right without the you know so you know the players that are probably were going to be without for the Africa Cup of Nations were players that were out this year for for injuries, and we still did all right. Yeah, I mean we 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 lost and had to rearrange our shape and tactics completely when we lost the likes of Harvey Barnes out on the left so mm. I don't think it would worry Brendan or the lads too much um, to have to maybe reshuffle uh, again although nothing's concrete and we haven't got anyone actually concreted through the door I'm sure with the, the strong rumours of the certain types of players we're, we're heavily linked with uh, and from more reliable tomato sources um if these players come in, obviously Brandon has an eye on these uh, on these situations that are going to crop up um, because they happen. Uh, is it every two years the the African Cup of Nations happen? So it's yeah. not something that you know. It's not something the clubs are sprung on. So obviously we'll know the situation better come the end of August or whatever date it is. The transfer window closes. Um, I'm sure Leicester will be properly prepared for the the time yeah. for that month where they're not available. Yeah. These players, um, which is probably why we're linked with the certain players we are. I, I I think that was quite shrewd by Scott to bring that up because it now makes even more sense why maybe get Eduardo or Eduardo, however you say his name, in from Celtic because if any actor is missing and he's on that sort of form he was on the end of the season, you you want that in your squad as as yes. as you know, man in the front line as well as someone yeah. to do an indeedy job. Scott, I mean, February, probably one of our hardest months. Yeah, I, I'm just, sorry, I'm listening to what Brad was saying. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be very tricky. Um, Liverpool away, hopefully we can um, carry on with our away form from last season. Um, mm. So, it, if you're taking that into consideration, we could be could be quite well off. But you know, the teams that we're playing, uh, to be honest, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with five points. Yes, yeah, I I, I agree on that one. Like I say, and and looking at it, I I just think that that 
that is probably our hardest month, especially as the teams we've got. And we're basing this on the fact that we will have fans back in the stadium. So, you know, hopefully we'll get back to uh, doing well at uh, at the KP. But, um, yeah, for February, like you say, let's just bring it back up here again. When you've got, you know, the fact that Liverpool is away and Chelsea is away, um, and we didn't do that well against West Ham at home this season. So that is going to be a bit of a banana skin month. Moving into March and April. Um, so March, we've got Leeds United at home, Arsenal away, Brentford at home. Uh, and April, uh, Man United, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Tottenham Hotspur. Brad, for me, I don't think we could have actually, I couldn't have picked this better myself if I'd tried. No, no, you really couldn't. It, it's so ideal in a way. And, and obviously, again, we're all hypothetical here. We don't know what state we're going to be in the league. But if you're looking at, if you're, you know, if you're looking at the club uh, as, as Leicester and, and you're a fan of Leicester and you know what they're capable of doing and what they've done over the last few years and you're looking at previous run-ins and how they've, we've tailed off, you're looking at the run-ins and I know obviously we've still got May to go and we'll come and sat in a minute. But I, I looked at instantly and I checked it over a couple of times when the, when I saw them this morning and I thought, no disrespect to Spurs, but after Manchester United, which is like the first game in, in April, we have such a favourable run-in, which again causes pressure or expectations if they don't get the points. Yeah. But after Manchester United, we really don't have, on paper, and expectations again a difficult seven or eight games to finish the season of. I am absolutely delighted with our, with our last three months of the season. Yeah, in what I'm expecting, I mean, you've got there, you've got you know, Leeds United at home, and like I say, I don't know whether they can keep. Um, I mean, yeah, I think there's a few players there. Phillips, I think, has probably earned himself a move to one of the big boys <laughs> just on one game. Uh, yeah. but you know, I would be looking at that. Brad and I'd be saying oh, three, six, possibly seven points from those. I'd be looking at nine. Uh, I mean, again, mm. you, you know, you take everything to account. If and it's all if hands and bots and coconuts. But if fans are back in and <laughs> Leicester continue their away form and 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 with the crowd being back in, balance out that home form from last season. It's kind of the reverse of the month we've just reviewed, where we had three away games and one home game, which is why probably the most, I, I'd agree with you, February is the most worrying month for Leicester. The, the mm. following month, though, to have them teams in that order and not knowing, you know, we could be far into Europa League as well at that time, to have them both at home. And the FA Cup. Yeah, and the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you could, you, which potentially makes it five strong games, but I, I would argue yeah. that in the league we could get nine points from that I don't see why that's not possible to do providing yeah. Leicester aren't sat in a relegation battle and we are in Europe like we think we're going to be <laughs> Scott we're looking at April um, we're starting off a away trip to Man United home to Palace um, you can see I'm reading this as it's going across the screen away to Newcastle home to Villa and ending uh, with um, an away trip to Tottenham again nicely spread out of what you would call tough and what you would call hard games Sorry about that. Um, That's no, it, it's one of those where, you know, you, if you look at the, the fixtures and where they're being played, it, it, in my honest opinion, 
if you don't get 10 points out of them fixtures, mm. obviously, depending on if we're still in the FA Cup, if we're in any other competitions, that would be my target for that that particular month. Yes. I mean, like I, I, I just like I say, I, I don't think we could have picked it better ourselves. And then, with everybody saying what a hard ending we had to the season this year with, with, with our ties, um, we've got it easy, haven't we, with the running, Brad? Yeah, I mean, it's always advantageous when you're in your last three games, um, especially... Ten- 10-0 at the end of the season there, isn't it? I know, right? I mean, they're just gifting us <laughs> on, the, on, on a plate. Um, it's either that or it's going to be a customary Southampton win for them, isn't it? it you know, we've, had, we've been the last two times when it's come to the last game of the season. But, yeah, yeah you'd have to favour that. Like you said, Chris, we couldn't have had... Well, I'm sure, I'm sure if someone's got a crystal ball, they'd pick the three teams that are relegated by this point to play. But that, you couldn't handpick yeah. it any better yourself. You've got two home games. Against opposition, we tend to do fairly well against more than mm. we don't. You've got Watford, who, if 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 they're either, they're either and let's face it, Watford are either already going to be safe by that point, or they're going to be down. So for me, you've got the best three games anyway, and you could see us. You know, all them times we've kind of had the fixture list kick us in the teeth, like it did last season, where we played Man U, Chelsea, Tottenham in our last three games. Um, I think it'd been justifying, especially if it was that sort of scenario again where Leicester were in the mix in the top four sort of things and they got the three wins and just ended up fairly comfortable in the top four instead of being, you know, Man City, Man United and Arsenal last three games. It's quite pleasant to see for a change. Yeah. I mean, Scott, we could be playing two of the bottom three there with, with Watford and Southampton. And knowing Watford, they could either be on the third manager of the season or have no manager at all. Yeah, definitely. You make a valid point on that. Um, they, they, are, they are a team that is well-renowned for having a revolver door when it comes to managers. Um, personally, I, I think they go down this season. It doesn't matter who they bring in. Um, mm. Southampton uh, yeah you know I think we'll get nine points whether they'll get rele- relegated or not that'll be interesting to see be nice for it to happen on the last mm. day of the season but there we go um, and Everton <laughs> I, I don't I think is, I don't want goal. Southampton to go down because it's a home game for me <laughs> it's like <laughs> half an hour down the road so <laughs> So please don't, please don't get relegated, Southampton. Fourth from bottom will do. You know, it's like I was in tears. I was more upset when Bournemouth got relegated than if um, than when than when Leicester did because that was an that was an even better home game for me. But sorry, Brad, you were going to say then. No, I was just saying they can stay up a goal difference. I'm not bothered as long as we can beat them by score. Billy keeps them up. I'm not bothered. No, no. Um, but uh, overall, though, that that that's the fixtures, and we know they're going to get changed for for what different reasons for TV, uh, and and we we do get you know the fact that we've we're a big club now. You know, we finished fifth two seasons running, 
we've won a Premier League, we've won an FA Cup, we've been in Europe for two seasons running, and the Europa League, you know, it's a difficult competition. Uh, Man United couldn't win it last season. So we are going to get a lot of TV coverage, and that is going to mean a lot of changes, even though, even if the fans are back. But we've just got to live with it, haven't we, Scott? Like I say, it goes with the territory. But when you look at it, yeah, we like I say, I don't think we could have picked a, a, a better, well, maybe Christmas, but apart from that, we couldn't have, you know, I don't think picked a better better sequence of games for us. No, like you're saying, uh, apart from Christmas and obviously I believe it was February as well, um, it, it the run of fixtures that we've got through the whole, whole of the season couldn't have worked out any better. Um, it it's one of those that, from a Leicester point of view, you've got to be very optimistic just on them fixtures alone. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully that'll help us in our quest for getting getting further through the Europa League and potentially mm. retaining our title with the FA Cup. I don't know. I mean, somebody did say to me on one of the other channels, would we hold on to the FA Cup? You know, would we retain it? And that's easier said than done. But he did actually also say that he thought we could actually win the Europa League. Will this be the season, Brad? And we'll end on this, but will this be the season where Brendan finally ends his hoodoo of not being able to get past the round of 32 in Europe? I mean, there's no reason why not. The way Leicester as a club on a whole have progressed, they, they, they've met mm. every goal that the owners have set. Remember when they first came in, yeah. they they said Leicester will, will, will want to get be on track to get Leicester in Europe uh, inside five years. I don't think they ever yes. imagined they'd do it the way that they did it, but we they, they, they eventually did it. If you look at when they actually took over, it actually did take five years for Leicester... To, to get into Europe, and, and and since then they've been building on that infrastructure. They've they've built within it, and I think that Leicester. I, I would agree with. Um, I believe it was Dan, didn't it, that, that said about Leicester winning Europa League would be a good yeah. shout. And I think I would like. I would love for us to go back to back and win our second FA Cup so soon after our first. Um, but I think that maybe Leicester will now say, okay, that's the big job done. We've got the monkey off our back. Now let's get the other monkey far back, which is Brendan getting past the knockout stages and showing our mental in Europe. I I I would like yeah. to see us. I, I'd be happy to do a treble. Let's just win. Let's win the league in December, <laughs> the way we predicted things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, just, yeah, we'll yeah, just go. We'll just go for the treble. <laughs> you know why? Not? I mean, I, I know. I know you actually nearly burst into a bit of Kevin Keegan there. You, you I'd love it speech, but. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, on that on that note, I think you we realise you've been drinking again, and before you burst into a, another support for North Macedonia, I will say, Brad, thank you very much, Scott, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, happy days, happy days of the fixtures. Cheers, but thanks very much. Stay safe, both of you, and we'll chat soon. Take care. Yeah, definitely, mate. Take care. Cheers. All the best. Thanks. All the best. Oh, I've got, I've got to get wait now because... I know you're going to do it. I saw me clock in and I was like, oh, no. Kept me in for the long... That, that's what happened to me brain with North Macedonia. 
<laughs> You've got a North Macedonian cuckoo clock. <laughs> Brad, no, well, all the best, mate. Yeah, you, <laughs> take mate. care. Cheers. Bye bye. Right. Well, we'll leave Brad with his cuckoo clock there and his uh, his North Macedonia fantasies. <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. But yeah, I don't think any of us can actually um, say we should be upset with that. Um, with that series of games. I think it's the best we've had for a long time. I'm very optimistic going into that, that we can actually, um, I think it's falling into place for us to do something special next season. What that special is, who knows? But I'll tell you what we're doing special tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Give me five from Leicester till I die TV. Join in as we look at the good, the bad, and even the ugly. Leicester City with Chris and Chumps. If I'm the good, the bad, or the ugly, <laughs> it is. Give me five. And what we're looking at tomorrow, Thursday, seven o'clock, is the five most unpopular players at Leicester City ever. We're going to start with 21, and Craig is going to whittle it down to his top five in order. Will that gentleman that you see there be on it? Not just Gareth Bale that misses penalties, is it? Thanks very much, guys. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 with Chat Chum Craig, and we're looking at those unpopular players. Stay safe. Good night now. See you tomorrow. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now! Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.